The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go. Engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today. And you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order, get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode of the Solid 7 Podcast is brought to you by Hit and Skins. Hit and Skins is Central Florida's premier custom branding company, offering high-quality custom apparel, design, signage, vehicle wraps, and much more. With over 15 years of experience, they have the expertise to take your project from concept to finished product. And their exceptional service and attention to detail mean your project will turn out just like you imagined or better. Visit hittenskins.com today. That's H-I-T-T-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. And let them get to work on the branding you deserve. The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet. Tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events. And a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, welcome back, as always, to the Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast where we're not a show about nothing. It's not Seinfeld, but it's also not a show about any one thing. Each week, we get together with a guest and uh, talk about whatever is going on in the world that interests us. And uh, this week, man, we got a doozy for you. Happy to uh, welcome co-founder and CPO. Is it P? CPO? Yeah, product officer. Jocko Fuel, Mr. Brian Littlefield to the podcast. What is up, brother? What's going on? I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for having me. No, it's uh, I'm excited about it. This is uh, it's actually a real convenience for the podcast because normally our regular listeners will know that from from day one. I used to have a co-host, and uh, we launched a little over a year ago. This will be episode 67 when it drops, and uh, we were both just naturally fans of of Jocko. Like I heard Jocko like those first couple of podcasts on uh, Rogan and Tim Ferriss, and was hooked. Because of course, who wouldn't be? And uh, so, just kind of, we just kind of naturally fell into the habit early on of cracking a Jocko Go, a couple of them, every podcast, uh, which was a real problem when we were, would record later at night when you're pounding a couple of Jocko Goes at like nine thirty. Uh, not the best, not the most responsible call, but it is what it is. And then we started doing pre-mercials uh, for uh, Jocko Go and Jocko Fuel. We're just like, we're not sponsored by them, but someday we will be. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and we still aren't, and this isn't a shameless ploy, but we are uh, proud ambassadors now. But I say it makes my life a little easier because normally I'm like, I'm either grabbing a Jocko Go from my stash if I've got somebody in studio, or I'm sending somebody four bucks so they can so I'm covering their like wah wah run. But I don't need I don't need to provide you with the Jocko Go, <laughs> like you provide the rest of us with the Jocko Go. That's appreciated. So, yeah, no, I mean uh, I think it's awesome that you guys have been on the path. 
um, and that you guys have been enjoying the product. I'm excited to talk about the product. There's um, one of the reasons why I'm kind of going out and doing the podcasting thing again is to talk about Jocko Go specifically because I've spent the last six months um, on the uh, kind of reinvention of Jocko Go as far as the flavor system and sweetener system goes. So it has the same quality ingredients it's had as far as the efficacy right. goes. But, you know, one of the things like we've always loved the flavor of it, but, you know, we always knew we could push it further. Right. We didn't really have the tools to be able to do that. And I don't know how much you want me to dive into like the why and the science, but yeah. I'm happy to, but, you know, we really pushed the boundaries and used some new technology that didn't exist back in, 2017 when you know jocko pete and i were you know sitting around in our trifecta and saying like what should we use you know we decided to use natural flavors easily yeah we were just like we're gonna use natural flavors um and you know jocko and i and and pete of course were aligned in wanting to use a natural sweetener as well and we debated on them and at the time the healthiest one even though it was the most expensive at the time but the healthiest one was monk fruit right and um that's what we locked in on, but we've made some changes. That's it's a bold move with a popular, successful product, right? Like there's a little bit of like, you don't try and change the tire while the car is in motion, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, bold moves is kind of, you know, the origin Jocko fuel thing, uh, to begin with, but well, uh, you've got me salivating already. I'm cracking open my, <laughs> it's, it's a sour apple, apple sniper. So thank you, uh, JP, wherever you are, buddy. And uh, we, I'm, I want to backtrack you a little bit and just start with because, you know, here you're you're sitting here talking to me about these like, uh, there, there's science to this, right? I mean, this is there, this is like Jocko Go in particular, and it's it's one of many Jocko Fuel products, right? But there's science going into this. So, but you're sitting here starting to to take us down this path and talk about it as a guy who's sitting there as a jujitsu black belt that works for a company that not very long ago. Was someone was someone geese was someone for the uninitiated for for someone like the bathrobes, <laughs> right? For for people to uh, to pl- play and roll jujitsu in the woods of Maine, and now you're on the cutting edge of nutraceuticals. So how wh- wind it back? How how do we end up there? How do you uh, end up yeah. connected with with origin or what's your background there? Yeah, so um, it's an interesting history, and oddly enough. Um, the connection piece, of course, uh, is jujitsu. And that's how Pete and I got connected. Um, and back in 2014, um, I'm from Maine originally where origin and Peter, um, founded. And, uh, you know, I left the state in like 2006, 2007, went to Ohio, went to school, went to school late. I was like 21 when I went back to college and um, for the second time and one of those situations. And, and, you know, I originally went to school um, because, you know, that old adage, like, um, you know, they, I think they started really, I felt like they started telling us, you know, back in the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, the whole, like, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, do what you, if you do what you love, you'll never work yes. a day in your life. And, um, the reality of that is like, if you, there, there's truth to that. And I think there's people that have found that in life. They've yeah. found like, Oh, the exact thing they're, they've made a career, let's say out of their hobby or whatever. But 
Um, that wasn't the case for me. And, and what happened was I had um, left uh, to go to school in Ohio at pretty much the most premier uh, automotive like racing school in, in the world and wanted to, you know, work on a race team, of course, d- dreamed of driving a race car, you yeah. know, every young motorhead does. Yeah, who doesn't? And I mean, I'm named after Kale Yarborough, so I'm, I'm tracking right there with you. There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, was following my dreams, you know, thinking I was going to, you know, never work a day in my life, you know, doing what I loved and quickly realized that, you know, it, um, after graduating, actually, while I was, uh, I was like summer interning before I had graduated and working on a race team and traveling around and realized like, this is taking what I love and turning it into like, it, it's making me not love it anymore. Right. I was, I quickly realized like this was, you know, this, this was a mistake followed through, finished, decided I was going to, um, go back to school for, you know, I got a double associates in automotive technology and high performance technology. And then was like, okay, they had a program where you could do an accelerated bachelor's in business. If you had done like so many, you know, um, so much of the curriculum right. already. So I sell, I did that, um, all while I had started jujitsu and became obsessed with it. And one of the reasons I kind of stuck around and decided to do that and, you know, live as kind of a, a jujitsu bum, yeah, so to speak, uh, while while going to school and working part time jobs and stuff, um, was because I just was obsessed with jujitsu. I was training literally like five to seven times a week, some yeah. you know double sessions. This and is stuff. I just like became early two thousands. No, um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Okay, so it's a little more widespread then. Like it's a little easier yeah. to find some place to roll. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It, it was um, at the time, like I was in a uh, small city in Ohio um, and we had like uh, we had a brown belt. So at that time, it was that was pretty good. Yeah. Like a lot of people were starting with like, you know, blue belts, purple belts in rural areas. You know, it wasn't a highly populated yeah. area, um, not a big city, I should say. So I fell in love with jujitsu, became, you know, like the jujitsu psycho who was on the mats all the time and just totally immersed myself. At the same time, like I kind of glazed over the fact that, um, you know, coming up through like high school, I didn't follow in like my brother's lead. And like one of my cousins was like, you know, uh, all state football player and like setting squat records and stuff. Like I had kind of like a sports, um, kind of heritage to follow and kind of like fell off and went into cars. And when I did that, I became like really overweight and like out of shape. And it was like, like completely off the path as we would say. Right, right. Uh, to say the least, you know, um, and it just accelerated when I got to school. I started working on a race team. You're traveling, you're doing that stuff. So as I trans- transitioned into jujitsu, and I had started like working out a little bit before, but nothing transformed me like, you know, physically and mentally like starting jujitsu. Right. When I started working out, I had always been into, um, I had always been into like holistic medicine. Like I've kind of, it kind of runs my family, my family itself. There's a lot of people in my family, you know, doctors, nurses, uh, physical therapists. So, um, it just like the science part came natural. Right. I probably should have went to like, I always got really good grades in science. I should have, they, everybody thought I was going to go that way. Um, and just kind of like went, uh, and did my own thing. And, you know, 
where it kind of all comes together is a switch just kind of flipped one day and I became obsessed with this idea of alternative medicine. And I would be like studying for, I'd like get all my classwork done and I'd be up all night, like reading clinical literature on ashwagandha or bacopa or something like some, some, uh, obscure herb, you know, and, and things that were not very popular even then. And, um, just diving into the literature and the science, um, because I understood, I had a good understanding of the science and how to understand what I was reading, Uh um, and how to apply that, um, and, and how, how those things would, um, apply to, you know, human physiology. I kind of started putting this interest and I had no, I like no plan or like, I had no intent on using it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fast forward, um, a couple of years, I was running the jujitsu academy at the time, the instructor, my, my, who would later become my business partner. He, um, he got like, he's like this crazy good guitarist. He's sick. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like he, he should be, he should be widely known. He really is ridiculous. Um, he got, uh, basically poached to go on tour with this band. It was like a startup band with one of the, um, uh, one or a couple of the members from like, I don't know, Evanescence or something. And they went off, took him on tour and went on this nationwide tour. So I started running the, the academy. And then we opened up, um, a supplement store at the same time in, in the building. And in doing that, um, I was able to start applying what I had learned and what I knew and people would come to me and it kind of came natural because people would always come to me and ask about that stuff. Like, right. Hey, what should I be taking? What should my regimen be? Um, I call it my protocol. Like when I put people on a protocol, like what, what are you going to be like? What is the outcome you're looking for? Right. Well, all while this is happening leading up to this, I, when I started jujitsu, I was like, 265 pounds and at my lowest i actually ended up weighing like 155 pounds i had swung in complete different directions yeah, so i'd yeah. lost more than 100 pounds and then kind of went back up and and floated a while for around like 170 to 185 using myself kind of as a guinea pig of different things like different diets different fasting schedules right. different um of course all the different nutraceuticals and 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 things that you could ever, ever imagine yeah and um kind of had refined what I, that, what I believed worked. So when we started this side business, um, it, it, you know, it did pretty well and I was able to do it with all of our athletes. You know, we had a lot of jujitsu fighters and MMA fighters and things like that. So I, I would basically be able to curate what they were, you know, their training regimen, their, their diet. Right. Um, and, and of course what they were consuming for supplements and just absorbed it all fast forward. I it's 2014 and I'm traveling back to Maine to visit family. And I'm like, I need to find a place to train. And so I just stumble into origin and I, I, I actually went there to train. Yeah. I didn't go there to like see the factory. Cause at the time the factory was one loom, like three sewing machines and like three people. It is, Literally. Is, is this the, so, you know, if for the listeners, if you, if you go find, if you're not already following origin, a, why aren't you, but B go, go find them. And so you'll see like Pete posts all the time when he's going to roll. Is that that original location? That's almost kind of barn looking. 
Is that where they yeah. were at at that time? Just one little shop yeah. out in the woods. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's seven. I think it's seven thousand square feet now. But I actually helped add um because I have I, I used to do concrete, so um, floors. So I helped pour the addition onto the building. So it's a total of seven thousand square feet on on both levels. Um, and it's the original factory, and it's a little timber frame factory in the middle of the woods, and um, and then his his whole story about that is crazy, and I can I can help share that. But um, it's you know I show up to this little timber frame factory in the middle of the woods. I remember like opening the door and looking in, and I'm like, "There's no mats here, but I see a loom." <laughs> First time I'd ever seen a loom in person, right? You know, you, you see like if you haven't seen, I mean, it's one of those things like. I guess it'd be like the Grand Canyon or like Niagara Falls or something. Like if you haven't seen it in person, you don't understand. Yeah. And you think of a loom, you see it, you're like, okay, yeah, it's 9,000 pounds. Yeah. It's like the size of a car, but it's, it's like the individual 4,000 parts that are moving yes. in synchrony together. It's like, it's, it's really hard to explain Yeah, even, if you haven't seen one. Even, so I, even, I yeah. Seeing, well, just seeing y'all social media, because even now as you guys grow, you're still you know, reclaiming these dead machines from these old factories or pulling them back from overseas and seeing these things. One, it's a marvel just moving them around and getting them placed. But then seeing them run and or seeing when it goes bad, it's like there's no manufacturer, there's no warranty, there's no, uh, you know, I'm just going to run to Ace and pick up, uh, you know, some new parts for for the loom. Uh, it's crazy. It's like, when, it's like watching uh, Imitation Game and seeing this old computer running off punch cards and physically turning and what, what it's now all these tiny nanometer transistors were physically moving parts and stuff. And so looking at these old looms, it just feels very much like that. It is. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And you're right. When things break and they do break, um, you basically have to re, you know, you have to machine the parts, you know, thank God for Joe parody, you know, Pete's, uh, father-in-law, he has, uh, saved us a number of times. Of course, John Milan, origins, first employee, like he was the first one that really like he ran the looms, you know, between him and Pete, uh, they had a camera over the looms and they would watch because the, the, they'd let it run. Yeah. And then they'd be doing everything they were doing or they'd be home sleeping and, and then they'd run back to like get the loom running again because they couldn't weave enough fabric on this one loom to make enough fabric for the demand. And, you know, and then sewing it together was a whole other sort. I think it was seven pairs of pants they made the first week. Um, and I don't think they were firsts either. I think they were like second quality. And the, the, the impetus behind this, uh, you know, like did, did geese just suck at the time? Um, you know, I think there was varying qualities, but at the, you know, at the end of the day, it comes from Pakistan. Um, they're not known and I'm I'm not trying to put down, you know, Pakistan or Pakistanis or anything like that, but uh, Un, the interesting fact, and a lot of people don't know this, is like 90% of martial arts equipment, maybe even more, comes from Pakistan. Most people think it's China. Like a lot of stuff comes from China, yes. like of course. Yeah. But Pakistan's actually like, I believe, by far the biggest exporter of martial arts equipment. Huh. They have this weird monopoly on it. Yeah. Um, they're just they're just good at making a lot of it. And um, but they don't the best way to put it is this. They're they're not craftsmen and craftswomen. They're not they're they're it's it's a means to an end right. for them they you know it's survival yeah 
and they need to churn out what they can. You know, they're in, they're in factory, they're in dirt floor factories with bars on the windows. Um, it's, it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good working condition. I mean, it's your definition of a sweatshop. So what type of quality are you going to get from that? Right. Realistically. Yeah, no, I feel, so, I mean, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd, <laughs> you know, you throw them out there. I'd probably, I, man, that's a tough call. I don't know if I'd rather buy from Pakistan or China, man, that's a, that's a Sophie's choice right there. But ultimately I'd rather buy from America and that's part, it's part of the story. Personally. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that resonated with people, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so I walk into this factory and it's hard to call it a factory now when you compare it to, but it was a factory and I was blown away by that. Of course, trained. The training was legit. Pizza Savage. Like people don't understand. People, people forget that he was like a world-class competitor. Yeah. Like there's a photo of him with Bernardo uh, Faria and, and um, I think Bouchesha is in that photo. Um, There's a bunch. It's just, it's just like all guys that are going to go down in like, um, you know, the hall of fame for, for jujitsu and Pete. You know, and and he had earned his way there. It's crazy, and he's well, he's really that good. So. I was. I'm glad you gave me a segue for this because I really wanted to ask this question, and it's just super lame, <laughs> but you gave me a good lead in because <laughs> I've seen this picture of uh, it's you and Pete and Jocko outside the the building down in North Carolina. I think is what the background looks like, and there's somebody else in the picture with you um, who I couldn't ID. But like, I don't feel like you know, I've seen Jocko around other personalities that I know. I don't feel like Jocko's small. I don't feel like you're small. And Pete just towers overall, everybody in the picture. How big is he? Yeah. So, um, actually that, that's the other gentleman in the, the photo is Dedeco. Okay. Um, it's Andre Dedeco Almeida. Um, uh, but every, he goes by Dedeco. Right. I recognize um, the Instagram handle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. he's he's one of our business partners. He's a, a co-founder of Origin as well. He's the original investor that helped Pete get it off the ground. So oh, cool. Um, thank God for that guy. Yeah. Uh, and and he's an amazing human. That photo was taken in front of the Jocko Fuel Building, actually here in J Main. Oh, okay. And um, I don't know if there's like some good angles to it, but I'm quite a bit smaller than Jocko. Actually, I'm I'm definitely the smallest in the group. Um, but Pete is bigger than everyone period. Like he's, he's just a really big human. Um, you know, six, three, uh, two, I'm going to do him justice here. Uh, I think right now he's been on the path lately. Yeah. So I'm going to say 270. Yeah. Six, three, 270. Um, you know, I've seen him as lean as like, I think 245 and his, and his, you know, and big, bigger than 270. Um, it's not fun to roll with him either way because, he doesn't roll like a. There's guys that that do jujitsu and they roll like big guys. Most big guys roll like big guys. He rolls like a lightweight. He moves like a lightweight. Whether he's you know 290 or 240, yeah, it, it's it's brutal. So you know he has better conditioning at 245, but you know when you move like a lightweight and you're athletic, uh, genetically at 290, you're brutal. Yeah, it's what a beast. Dude. Not fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not fun. So I roll with them. Um, Oh, and yeah, to to your point, I am the smallest. I'm I'm five ten, uh, like one ninety. Okay. Um, Jocko's like two forty, I think. Maybe he's like two thirty now. Um, he's like six footish. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's Jocko's yeah. built like what you picture a seal to be. I feel like. 
I love I, I love the dichotomy of him because he he looks like just a pure knuckle dragger, and yeah. though he would he won't lay claim to it, or at least I've never heard him a thorough intellectual. Oh, he's a he's a he's definitely a thorough intellectual, yeah. and he looks like a fucking Neanderthal. Yes, like he he straight up. I mean, he's he looks like what you would carve you know a GI Joe character out of something that looks like him. <laughs> What's hilarious is like he's the biggest seal I've ever met. Yeah. I've met a lot of other like JP, although swole, he's smaller in, in stature. Um, Andy Stumpf is a little bit taller, but he's more slender. Um, you know, all those guys, yeah. like all those guys, they're all, they're all smaller than Jocko. I've met one bigger. I can't remember his name. I forget his name. I met him in San Diego. Um, and I met one bigger, but most of those guys, um, you know, they, you've, you've probably heard him talk about it. It's not, uh, it, it's the mental yeah. Uh, aspect that gets them through, you know, buds. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Running around with the, uh, the crew from, uh, from go Rucks, Um, uh, now that we've, you know, we're affiliates with them as well. And we've, you know, we do events with them and we've been to, to headquarters and stuff. Nice. But, so there's a lot of SF guys running around. There's some seals in the mix. Some, some air force guys, actually their, their head of uh, training has been on the podcast at DS. He's uh, an air force combat controller, tier one cool guy, but in like, particularly him, Cadre DS, that dude is just ripped to shreds, but nobody I've met in that group built quite like Draco. He's uh no. he's his own breed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's not fun to roll with either. To be honest, he has a reputation of just laying down the pain, and uh, I can I can confirm that a hundred percent. I might be a black belt, but there's there's like different levels of black belt. Yeah. I like to think I'm okay, but man, those guys they're they're solid. Jocko's super solid. Pete's ridiculous. Dedeco is like, you know, he's been training longer than I've. He's been training almost as long as I've been alive. So, you know, that dude's just he's been around. So. Um, it's, it's an honor to even stand with those guys. Um, and you know, we were talking about how that happened. I stumbled into that factory yeah, and saw that, uh, and, um, you know, the timing was interesting. Like it was only, you know, I had been running my small business, um, for two years at that time. Um, you know, and we certainly don't get me wrong. Like we certainly weren't killing it. Um, we were just getting by, uh, but you know, having, finished school, you know, focused in business, you know, a lot of, all I heard was, you know, focus on at that time, it was focus on, um, you know, the service sector, the service sector is the future, like manufacturing is dead. And, you know, I had one professor who was like, everything's cyclical, it'll come back eventually. And, you know, he was, he was like the lone wolf that was saying that. Right. So it struck me when I walked into that factory, I immediately reflected back to that moment. And I was like, is this possible? And then after talking to Pete and realizing he was crazy as shit and uh, one of the hardest working humans I would ever meet, I was like, it's possible. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I trained with him that day. And I think it was that after training, we had a long conversation about um, what what was going on. He had shown me around and I was like, I want to help. I want to help. I was like, I want to help. However I can help. I believe in this. This is incredible. I want to help. And uh He's like, well, let me think about it. And then so I went back and we we stayed in touch. And I think that it was a few months later when we got on the phone and and we came up with this idea that basically on my downtime, I would selfishly pack a bunch of geese into my car and draw basically a six hour radius around where I was in Ohio 
know, from Chicago to Kentucky, Indiana. And I would pick a school and I would call them and be like, hey, I'm Brian from Origin and I'd like to come train with you guys. And of course, I'd bring the geese right. and do show and tell. And before, within 12 months, we had 120 wholesale accounts of schools around the, around the, mostly in that area, yeah. you know, that were buying geese to the point where Pete, you know, we got on the phone one day, he called me. The timing couldn't have been better because, you know, me and my, my, my business partner in the nutrition shop and um, the jujitsu school, we decided to, he was going to move to Florida and we decided to dissolve the business. Literally that day, Pete calls me and he's like, Hey, what do you, would you consider moving back to Maine? And, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I literally walked in, I literally, literally walked into the next room to my wife and I was like, we're moving back to Maine. That's and amazing. Like what? And, uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. And, you know, and, and filled her in and she's like, okay. And she had seen what I was doing, you know, right. that year before being gone, you know, on the road and hitting up schools and training. And it was like the best. It was like being on tour. Yeah. Is, is the best just training with different people all the time is it was awesome so that's how it started you know and then it from from the moment in 2016 when i moved back in april and when we launched um and i helped co-found with pete at the time and Dedeco was still the only other partner um we we launched origin labs which was like the spin-off and we bought this small niche supplement brand in the jujitsu community called uh q5 sports nutrition and it had a little bit of a cult following yeah and uh we ran that for about a year and in that period of time is when we got linked up with jocko and then it's just then it's off to the races I, but I, I mean i feel like i to hear you say 2016 feels mind-blowing to me because i it just feels like it has to have been a longer period of time like yeah. to have, have seen, you know, I, I don't think that link up with Jocko had quite been made at the point that he's, he's blowing up. Like the book drops, he's on Rogan, he's on Ferris. And then it's, you know, it's a crazy whole new thing for him too. But, but it really, that was probably what 2015. So this is not all long after. And for all that, that the yeah. business has grown and achieved, it just feels like it can't have only been, you know, six ish years. Yeah, well, when I moved back, you know, obviously, like I said, I had traveled up in 2014, you know, initiated the relationship. I started um, basically the new year of 2000, right around new year of 2015. And throughout that entire year blew it out. We had like, like I said, 120 plus wholesale accounts. And to the point where people was like, I got to move you back here. We can't make enough geese. He's like, you're, you're outselling, like the wholesale business had grown past like the direct consumer business, right. which didn't work like that marginally. That doesn't work yeah. because like it was always meant to be, um, you know, it helps with economies of scale. It helps us order more fabric. I think you got to remember in the beginning, like we were ordering like a roll of fabric, you know, and we were like checking the bank accounts to see if we could cover the roll right. of fabric. You know, we weren't ordering 70,000 yards you know, like we are now, like it's a, it's a different game. And, you know, in the early days, man, in the early days we were, we used to have to weave the yarn and then send it to a dye house to get, uh, dyed into the color we wanted. 
So we would take turns driving it to Brooklyn because it was the only dye house. And we would drive down to Brooklyn, drop the fabric off. We'd have to stay in a hotel. So what would I do? I found a jujitsu school to go train at and talk about origin. And then the next day, the, the, uh, the fabric would be dyed and then we'd jump back and I'd jump back in his avalanche. I was driving his avalanche at the time, drive back to Maine. Um, you know, him and John had to sleep in the avalanche because they couldn't get a hotel room, you know, in the early days. So it was crazy how fast it went from 2015 to 2000. Some of the fastest growth that will have ever happened for origin or charcoal fuel or anything will be that 2000. 15 to 2018 that three-year gap i mean we went from you know initiated the wholesale business grew 120 accounts i moved back to maine um we can't service all those accounts so we got to scale uh that's where i stepped in and and helped pete manage the factory so that he could start focus i helped relieve him of some of those duties became origin's first coo and then in that period of time we had launched in 2016 the nutritional division and we ended up applying and we didn't never thought in a million years we'd get it, but we ended up applying for a grant, which, you know, they talk about those CDBG grants, you know, going towards, you know, like an art statue in the park and it ends up being a giant waste of money. Um, this grant helped fund where we are today. We went um, in that period of time when I was helping run the factory, we went from like, I think seven employees to 40. So you know, in a year. So that, that thing really helped. And, you know, it, it helped with the financial burden and allowed us to focus on material, you know, and, and, and the customer relationship. So fast forward, we are now 2007. So we had the nutritional division in 2006. There's so much crammed into this short period of time. There's not a lot of sleep. There's a lot of long hours, hands in daylight. And, you know, we're, 2016 to 2017 we're running this nutritional division at the same time that you know we're scaling fast and we move into the new factory in 2017 in downtown farmington but in in between 16 and 17 the the nutritional division is launched we meet up with jocko pete goes down to portland maine has a steak and a handshake they make a verbal agreement to partner up we buy a new factory in downtown Farmington and we move in in 2017 and Jocko fuel later, which what later becomes Jocko fuel, which is origin labs at the time. Like when we launched, we knew it was going to be big. Like we knew Jocko was big. Um, and, but we didn't know like how big, Yeah. but when we launched um, it, you know, 17 to 18 was just, we were like, okay. And that's when, you know, you know, Pete and I had a conversation where like, I was like, I need to go focus on the nutritional division exclusively. And, um, and that's what I did. And, you know, what was the, what was the nutritional product line at that point? Like how many SKUs? So we had decided to get rid of, that's a whole other story we could spend time on, but we killed the Q5 brand that we had purchased. We killed that. And we relaunched with um, three origin products and really just um, we launched Jocko Fuel very carefully because Jocko was very and a lot of that was conversation like Jocko 
Pete and I would get on the phone often and we would talk about like what the plan was. And Jocko was very clear. He's like, I want to build the things that I literally want to consume. And I don't give a shit if other people want to buy it. He's like, I'm pretty sure they will. He's like, but I want to build the stuff that I want to take selfishly, yeah. you know, and for good reason within his standard. And we were all aligned. I think that was the best. That was the thing that helped us move the fastest yeah. was, you know, we were all very aligned and it allowed us to move very quickly. So we launched with like krill oil and joint warfare. Yeah. And that was it. We didn't, we didn't build like a whole line. He's like, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I agree. I think it's smart. And, and, uh, we launched krill oil and like sold out like immediately. And we were like, okay. Yeah. That's something I was, I was intrigued in. Like you, I would assume from the outside in like the geese and the tidy jujitsu where, were the initial draw and con contact, but I was curious whether or not he was interested in the supplement side and the nutraceuticals, like right from the jump. And it sounds like he definitely was. He was, but what drew him to origin 100% was the American manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let me gloss over that. Like he, he was obsessed with the fact that there were American made geese. He is a patriot. Yeah. He is a, he is a, uh, an American through and through. And like, he believes in American manufacturing that when you see him go off in some videos you online, or you hear him talking about American manufacturing on Rogan, that is from the heart. Yeah. Like that, that is not like well and it's manufactured that you know, is, hopefully that it doesn't sold. it doesn't stay this way but i mean like right now you guys are such a unicorn and there's there's been a few companies um that i've really kind of just brands that i've really kind of felt passionate about and kind of followed from their jump right like i found go ruck very early on they were doing their manufacturing stateside it's funny if if you ever uh, look up jason mccarthy and kind of listen to him on podcasts or his story it's very similar when he starts building their first rucks he's like driving around in his Ford SUV, trying to sling these things out the back of his truck, thinking who doesn't want a quality made, you know, $300 backpack, right? And then he figures out, yeah. oh, I've, I've done this the wrong way and, and kind of muddles his way through it. But so it kind of tracked, you know, their, the challenges they, they found with building out American manufacturing and finding the right partners and finding the right materials. And then I, you know, I was, a am I'm, I'm in central Florida so I uh, was a Glenn Beck listener way back when he was just like a normal talk radio guy out of Tampa. Like I found him right after he syndicated. He used to be much more funny, much more inflammatory. He's still kind of a funny guy, but he's definitely, he's also like row, row, you know, rah, rah, very patriotic, very whatever. And he mm -hmm. tried to do American made clothing, particularly American made denim and jeans for a while with his own company. Hmm. And had a lot of juice. Obviously, he's got a name. He's got a following. And I think maybe it's still around in some form. I don't think it's his. The The, the branding was 1791. But just it seemed like nobody could really 100% figure out the math. Whereas it it seems like Origin and Jocko Fuel really has. Where it is that struggle to do the manufacturing. And American labor does cost more. And quality does cost more. And I think, you know, and I don't know how much of that is, is Jocko personality that helped give it a boost, but it just seems like you guys figured out the magic on actually conveying the value in the price for the quality. And uh, I feel like every time you guys expand, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and honestly, like origin has, has been since, since Pete came back and decided um, that American manufacturing was going to be the only way that origin was going to move forward. It has been a, a constant like chasing of the tail uh, as far as trying to meet the demand 
um, everything that's been launched, you know, whether it was jeans or boots or anything, it's been, we've never been able to make enough. And, um, you know, that's, that's a better place to be than being able to make a bunch of stuff you can't sell. Yeah. You know, that's definitely a better place to be. Like, obviously you want to be able to meet demand. Um, but at the end of the day, like, um, yeah, people want the product that, that we can make so far. So people are, uh, you know, and, and, you know, thank God for our early adopters, like those early adopters that were super patient with us. Like I remember, you know, back to the days when we would run down fabric, I remember I did a fabric run. I think it was one of the runs I did. I did a fabric run and I remember the guy coming out to me and being like, one of these rolls didn't die. Right. And, you know, I, I think I sent f- photos back to Pete and he was like, just bring it. And I was like, okay, so you bring it back. And the the fabric like the starch wasn't appropriately washed first before the dye was applied right and it basically left like a pattern and it was like stripes and i had built a relationship with this crazy awesome dude out of brooklyn um his name's birdman and of course it is (laughs) yeah 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 and he's a he's a really cool dude and uh he um he was into wacky shit. You know, one of his students was like one of the famous nineties graffiti artists. Um, and he did all his design stuff and I showed him the fabric and he's like, I'll take it all. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for those early, like we would have, you know, those, those big hits that would have happened early on. Yeah. Um, we just, we f- always finding a way, you right. know what I mean? Like always finding a way and, you know, being able to lean on those those customers really they were those the family was huge and um you know he took them and he turned them in like these boutique geese with crazy logos and stuff on them and sold them for a premium and you know and you spin it into a positive right yeah so yeah and it's you know a lot of the the early adopters were super patient with us you know when we had geese that were black that washed out to gray and they waited six months for a replacement Cause that's how long it took us. Yeah. yeah. Thankful for those people. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's the the thing is that you guys are so, so genuine and it's, you are delivering, I feel like everything I've experienced quality product, right? There's, there's not been anything where I'm like, you know, I don't really, I don't know if I got my money's worth, right? I don't know if that measured up. I haven't experienced the line of everything. Right. Um, but it, so there, there's that we'll build a customer, but uh, you know, the people that are buying, I appreciate what they're getting from you, but I think by and large, um, appreciate the mission too. like, appreciate that goal. Love that. Like we're American manufacturing is coming back and it's got, you know, it's, you, you find some brands where it's, you've got, there's loyal customers and then there's a rabid fan base, right? There's this whole, mm-hmm. this whole concept of, you know, a thousand raving fans type thing is really all you yep. need to be successful. And you guys are well past the thousand raving fans, uh, you know, at this point. Um, but you know, bringing back to the, the product line. So, you you kind of start to pivot to Jonko Fuel. There was still some of the the Origin Labs line going on simultaneously, if I remember right. Like the test product stuff like that was kind of still, which I just Up until recently yeah I actually. just noticed the other day was was now uh, re rebranded. Uh, but yeah. so what kind of drives like what the what the next thing is going to be there? Is it that hey, what are we using that somebody else is doing um, that we think we can do better, or we just want our own? Like what you know the product development pathway? What's that look like? Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked. So, um, playing back into 
your your previous question where you were like, what drew in Jocko? It was 100% the American manufacturing. But when he realized we were doing supplements, he was very intrigued because he's he's a SEAL and he used to take supplements. And right. he tells the story and he's told it publicly a few times where, you know, back in the day when um, the consumer uh, report came out that, um, you know, there were a bunch of heavy metals that got flagged in the um, muscle milk stuff mm-hmm. back in the day. They had that. That was a big deal. And, you know, he was consuming the shit out of it. He was feeding it to his kids and he was deeply disturbed by that. Yeah. And he really turned his back on, you know, the supplement industry. And, uh, you know, when we, when we, when we partnered up and we talked, you know, him and I talked uh, specifically, I remember the conversation and, you know, he's like, can this be done right? Like, can this be done clean, trustworthy? And, uh, I said, of course. It's all about decisions. You just have to put the people before the profit. Yeah. That's it. You know, and it's still a profitable business. That's the crazy thing is, you know, even in an industry that's very, very profitable, consumer goods typically are uh, a profitable business. There's still that level of greed out there where people still skimp. They use fillers. They use, um, you know, gray area or banned substances, or they'll use manufacturing facilities where like you're going to get sub quality product and potentially even you know things introduced to the product that were not supposed to be introduced to the product so um you just have to be like you know cognizant (laughs) of the fact that you the the kind you the kind of stuff running it yeah the kind of stuff that fighters uh you know blame to get out of bands (laughs) yeah some of that's real though yeah it's coming from the industry a hundred percent well when when yeah when john jones says no i was taking gas station pills i believe john jones (laughs) (laughs) John Jones is a different story, uh, but, um, you know, and, and I like John and I, you know, what's funny is I've talked to his management team a number of times. We, we, we've actually had negotiations, but, um, yeah, John, a lot of the other guys, um, when, when they get, when they pop or whatever, a hundred percent, it's just bad decision-making They're and they're just, you know, passing the buck or whatever they're trying to do. Yeah to 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 point blame but you know i've i've been i go to one of the things i do like i have a bunch of buddies in the industry they own companies and you know they've been doing it a long time one of the things i do that surprises a lot of these co-manufacturers that that make a lot of the nutritional products for us is i go visit every manufacturer and i do a site audit before we ever even think about running product with them and that's you would think that wouldn't be rare but it is it's very rare they're like, man, we haven't had a, a a a person from a company show up in three years. You know, I'm like, gosh, I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. And I make them walk me through their entire process. I'm, you know, I'm looking for number one, I'm looking for quality and cleanliness and making sure it's not a dump, you know, trying to look for any red flags. And then I'm also looking at their lean processes. Like, are they, you know, do they have a ton of waste? Do they, do they look highly unorganized? You know, um, because if they're, if they're a wasteful facility, they're passing on that waste to the, right. to the end consumer. Yeah. So I would go vet every single facility. And I'm telling you, I've been in some facilities where I was like, wow, I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. yep. Yeah. I won't go there, but I've, it's just like, this is why we do what we do. Right. Um, but going back to the product and Jocko's standard of quality, I know that every time that we go into the product development process, Everything runs through that lens. 
it's kind of like looking down a scope and a scope is narrow yeah when you're looking at it from the outside right and and it's a fine filter and if something doesn't fit it doesn't fit and you can't cram it in like you 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 got to get in the line of sight and and that's it and right. um you know those band ingredients artificial ingredients gray area ingredients um you know manufacturing facilities they just don't fit and so it was easy for us yeah as soon as we got aligned it was like boom you know there was clear alignment from day one so the early days um what we made was what Jocko wanted right and then after he gained trust in the team um you know and and uh you know Pete's ability to design amazing packaging and 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 promote the marketing side of things and my ability to to create formulas and 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 build products that were going to be efficacious and you know high quality and um that people were going to like yeah. you know and and leave in in high regard like it was, it was that was it we had the trifecta Jocko was going to yeah. talk about the product Pete was going to help brand and market the product and I was going to build the product and um then it got to a point where we would say the Jocko Go is a good example where the inception of Jocko Go is really based around the fact that Jocko was like, man, my kids are bringing in, you know, my kids and their friends, like they bring in these toxic energy drinks. Like they're like poison. And I'm like, yeah, they are. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, can you even make a healthy energy drink? And I was like, yes. Like, well, why hasn't anyone done it? I'm like, cause they're cheap. Yeah. Cause they're greedy. Cause they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't care. Like if you don't care, like if you don't have a conscience and you're just there to make profit, like why would you use natural ingredients right. that are more expensive? Why would you use nootropic ingredients that are going to like work better than 400 milligrams of caffeine that are going to leave you feeling like shit at the end of the day? Yeah. So you just have to care, you know, and unfortunately, you know, or fortunately for us, you know, we were really the first to get out ahead of that. So that was uh, kind of leads me to one of my questions is are all the, f- the, Jocko fuel formulations that that's all in house. You guys are doing that work, that science working all that out. Every one of the formulas from an active ingredient perspective is, is I, I've done all the formulas. So I've built all the products as far as all the formulations go for efficacy. Um, when we started getting into a perfect example would be flavor systems. Now we do some flavor and sweetness stuff in house. We have a little micro lab here at the the Jocko Fuel facility, um, and we do some flavoring stuff. Like we we're working on some electrolyte uh, like hydration packets right now. Literally, one we've of been the, doing some flavoring, and they're ridiculous. Yeah, one of the questions uh, on but, my list is where are my freaking electrolytes? But now continue. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But um, to answer your question. Uh, some of the flavoring and sweetness is done in-house. Some of it we use flavor houses. And um, most recently, over the, about the last year, we got a, um, a food development consultancy involved um, or consultant involved to, um, to help with things that are beyond my scope. One of the things beyond my scope is um, shelf stability. Will the milk, the new protein RTD, will that uh, coagulate? Is it going to gel? Is it going to turn into pudding? You know, that's beyond me. Yeah. Like I don't, yeah, I don't not, nor do I have the equipment to be able to test that stuff. Um, and these guys do. So, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, like building the products, developing the products, um, the ideation of the products, that's, 
you know, that's all in-house. So when you're working on that, like, are you, are you working off a base of existing data where you're going and, uh, you know, looking up data, looking for, uh, you know, double blind placebo controlled gets labeled as the gold standard, but we know they're not all created equally. But if you're working off, off a body yeah. of information that's already out there about ingredients that you're interested in, are you guys to the point where you're commissioning some of that and doing some of that on your own? Like what, what's that look like? Yeah, we don't, we don't, um, commission any of that. Um, it's, it's, that's all. I mean, that's, that goes back to, like I said, like my weird obsession back in the day that decided to put, you know, 10,000 hours into reading about ingredients. And I'm still a nerd, like new trademarked ingredients are constantly being, um, created. Yeah. Like there's one, we have a new product coming out in Q1 of 2023. I can't talk too much about it, but it's the first time we're using some highly advanced trademarked ingredients that have yet to really hit the market that have been shown to do some pretty incredible things. In this particular, I can share what the ingredient does. And this particular ingredient is going to be uh, a blend and it's going to have a number of, how do I put it? It's going to solve a lot of problems for people. It's, it's a solution. Okay. And one of the things that this particular ingredient, and it's a, a solid list of ingredients, but this one particular ingredient, it's a powerhouse. There's hallmarks of aging. And these hallmarks of aging, what they do is they're, they're different biomarkers within the body that basically say, like, what is your cellular age? Like, what's your biological age? Right. You know, not your chronological age. Like, what's your biological age? And they, these studies have shown this new trademark ingredient that's all natural. It's a combination of three different, like, you know, on this beautiful green earth, three different ingredients in conjunction with each other to make this trademark compound have been shown to improve all, used to be seven, now there's like nine hallmarks of aging on a biological level over a period of just, I think it's 12 weeks. Hmm. So it's literally slowing down your cellular age. Right. And what that means is life extension and health extension and there's a big difference between every a lot of people talk about lifespan like everybody wants to live longer and the big pivot you're going to see a lot of people doing and what we're trying to get out ahead of is health span yes like what does it mean to live to 100 if for from 65 to 100 you're in a nursing home yeah on medication you yeah. know and or or you know, on oxygen or something. Well, and that, so, that's where, and I'm like, I'm sure you're aware of him. Mark Sisson's been beating that drum for a long time. Like yes. li live, live healthy, drop dead. Like yep. you should be capable and able Peter Atiyah's, you know, his whole thing is, is longevity. It's that whole thing. It's like, yeah, what, what good is, you know, being a hundred years old rolling around in a, in a wheelchair and, you know, on 15 medications and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Sinclair. I'm, are, are you familiar with David Sinclair? Yeah. Um, I recognize the name and I've, yeah, and I'm sure you uh, are a fan as most people are in this space. Cause I, I, I don't think I can hang with you, but I can get pretty nerdy and I freaking love Rhonda Patrick and she's such a great resource in this space too. Yes. So as soon as you start talking aging, my brain goes to mitochondria and telomeres and that's all because of Rhonda Patrick. So. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. To the health. It's been shown to help with the um, support the the length of of telomere. So it's this is a it's a pretty crazy ingredient, and that was the first product that I have ever consulted 
with anybody on that particular part of the blend. And it was, for me, it was more like, I want to get, like, this is a big deal. This product is a, is a big deal. It's, it's not going to be cheap. And when we show people what it does, that people are going to understand. Um, but it's a, it's a big deal. And so the doctor who owns the, um, he's a partner in this research company that developed the ingredient. Uh, I got me and, and, um, one of my team members, uh, Kylie, she's, she's our product, uh, manager now we got on the call and I ran through the entire formula and I was like, Hey man, like, I know it's none of your concern to talk about my formula, but your ingredient is, is one of the flagships of this formula. And I would like to get your opinion. And we went down through it and we made, I think like one or two tweaks to the whole formula, but it was like sound. And I was like, he's like, at the end of the call, he's like, um, when is this going to be on the market? And I was like, Q1 2020. He's like, this is going to be my new product. He's like, this is what I'm going to take. And that was validating for me. Yeah. Like that, this, this dude is, and when I tell you like, this dude is the guy, um, he doesn't like being, uh, in the limelight. He likes staying in the background. He's a doctor and businessman, um, a super humble dude. And he's the guy, I'm not you like, he's the guy that Rhonda Sinclair, Tony Robbins, all these people, he's the one they go to. So, that was awesome for me. Yeah. Like it was, it was humbling and it was awesome. And it was, it was validating. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I'm, I've, I've been doing something right all along. I feel good about it. And, you know, and you know, at the same time there was no, um, it was, it was all about creating the best product that we could. And I, I think we've got something I really do. And yeah. we're going to be doing clinical trials ourselves on it. That, yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. That's what I like to hear, which I, you know, uh, the the focus here, of course, is, is Jocko Fuel, but we all know there, there's other players out there. And, uh, yep. you know, like I, I've been, you know, prior to and I, I, I still use some of their stuff. I've, I've transitioned to a, a lot of Jocko Fuel stuff, but on it's been great in this space as a differentiator where, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the usual, you know, shelf stuff, but you you kind of pay that price. But what what I liked about on it was I can't remember exactly which product it was. It might have been one of their sport products, but they went to the trouble of, they commissioned the study. They worked with the university, you know, they Mm -hmm. showed the difference in like strength or performance gains over a certain period of time. And, uh, you know, so then it's not just, you know, meathead Joe Rogan on one side or, you know, hippie Aubrey Marcus on one side going, no, this stuff really works. It's, you know, it's the science, it's the data. It's here you go, pull it up, pick it apart. And, uh, you know, to have so much uh, anecdotal evidence behind your formulations as a whole, plenty of real data to back up uh, the ingredients that go into that, and then to stack clinical studies on top of that with any of the products, I think will be awesome to see. Yeah, and that's the next step. We actually um, just initiated, uh, so it'll be about four to five months before we get a, a final report, but we just initiated um, the clinical study on Go, actually. That's so awesome. It's going to be measuring a ton of cognitive markers like energy and focus and memory and things like that. It's, um, placebo based and, and, um, it's going to be, um, it's, it's your gold standard. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that people don't understand studies are like really expensive. Oh yeah. Like, like very expensive. So, um, we're starting off with a small uh, amount of subjects, but you know, we believe it's going to show positive results and then we'll, 
expand from there. So um, well, it's pretty badass. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, let's let's talk about Go some, right? Because that's that's why you're on on tour now. That's what we we hype on the yep. on the show here all the time. Um, so you know, Jocko, he had a beverage background when he came to you, right? He had his his little this little frou frou tea thing going on. Or the tea. Which still yeah, has some the of the best Amazon reviews of all time. I mean, just of all time. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for like pure entertainment, go read those reviews. Oh my gosh, they're fantastic. Um, but so you, you guys get going with uh, uh, Jonko. What were the first two flavors? Was it Citrus and, and Palmer? Or how many did you launch with it first? Uh, Tropic Thunder and Citrus Psycho. Okay. I've, yeah. I've always been, th- those were always okay flavors for me. I, I like an Arnold Palmer. I was okay with Jonko Palmer. Um, but then you guys really start to amp it up. I mean, well, A, I, I love, I tell it on here all the time. I always give disclaimers, especially like I live in the state of uh, same state as John Morgan. I don't know if you've ever heard that name, but he's the, the biggest like uh, injury attorney in the country. Okay. No. And, and everything no. that you would assume goes along with that. Um, so I'm just, when you, when you grow up and live in central Florida, you're always extra afraid of getting sued, particularly by, by them. Please don't sue me, John Morgan. You're great. Um, so anytime I, I tell Dakota Meyer's bang story, I always caveat it with this is hearsay. I only know Dakota's side bang, please don't sue me. But like Dakota coming along with this, like, Hey, bang gave me rabdo right around the time he's connecting with Jocko. Such a great fit for him then to, to get his own flavor. I, it, it's. Um, I, I, there's a, actually, there's a funny story that I've never told about, um, some of it's funny, so it's not some of it I can't share, but there's a story behind that. And I, I don't think I've ever told it publicly, but, um, Dakota was up visiting. He was in my office and, you know, he was talking about like, I think that was, that had almost happened or it had, like, I think it was, that was about to happen or, or it just happened. I can't remember. But he's sitting there and he's telling me about like the bangs that he's drinking and, and we're just like going back and forth. I'm like, dude, you need to drink this stuff. And then he's like, I know. He's like, but I don't like, you know, the lemon lime and I don't like Tropic Thunder. I was like, let's just make you a flavor. The, literally. Yeah. I mean, I was like, let's just make you a flavor. And I was like, if you could have any flavor, what would it be? And he's like, black cherry vanilla. I was like, I was like, you know, I was like yeah, it's not exactly the easiest flavor to nail in an energy drink, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna t- I've, I've got a few bullet points that I wanted to bust your chops on. And and yeah. one is absolutely that I ha- Dakota, I love you if you listen to this, but I hate the vanilla in Dak Savage. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love vanilla. It's that, it's that uh it's that vanilla. Which hey, different strokes for different folks. There's uh, one of my buddies that comes on the podcast occasionally. That's his go to. So I, I get it. Like he he pounds some some Dak Savage, but uh and you know, and, and I'm I'm glad we're talking about I'm glad you, you have a, a, a relationship with the go drink to begin with, because the funny thing is is you know, rewind to that conversation where we where you know it really started. And then fast forward to yesterday, we got the new, because we've been working for six months, a little over, but about six months on reinventing these flavors. Which there's, got, there's new flavors coming too. So it's not just that you're working on, like, yeah. this is all simultaneous. Oh, we, we redid every flavor, which gosh, is that's, not easy. Gosh, that's bold, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's two things. Number one, 
uh, we believe in constant improvement, mm-hmm. right? I mean, throughout what, everything we do, whether it's, um, it doesn't matter what process it is or product or whatever, um, we're, we're constantly, you know, trying to evolve, period. And I think that's important and people need to recognize that when you stand still, um, if you're, if you're not growing and you're dying, like you, you, that's it. Like if you're not growing, you're dying and you're, you're, you mentioned, I'm not going to bring them up specifically, but you mentioned another company, <laughs> um, who has had a flagship product that was innovative 15 years ago, Yeah, but it's times have changed. It's got the same old formula. Yeah. And, um, if you're not evolving, you're not growing, you're going to die. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And we don't hold, we, we, there was two things to it. Number one, we're not so proud of our own creation that we're not going to be receptive to feedback. A lot of our customers really like the product. Um, you know, of course, every, every once in a while we'd get some mixed reviews, you know, it's, it's a, um, preference thing. You yeah. know, it's not efficacy is one thing, right? You take a pill, you, you either, it works for you or it don't. And you know, if it works for most people, you're going to get a good review Yeah, with a drink. It could work for them all day long, but if they don't like the way it tastes, like they're not going to buy the product. Yeah. And at the end of the day, to grow and to spread the message of helping people be better every day and bringing healthy nutrition, like we need to be able to sell the product. And we had been dealing with a couple key retailers and they were like, you know, we had gotten like three key retailers, big ones who were like, yeah, we don't like the way these taste. And we were like, okay. And then, so we, we just thought it was an excuse, yeah. you know, and kind of moved on. And then I follow, uh, I'm, I'm, I try and stay very in touch with the market and everything that's going on. And there's a gentleman who runs a, um, his name's Tim and he runs a, uh, he, he it's called big Psalm energy. Okay. And he's a sommelier who started doing reviews on energy drinks <laughs> and his review came in of Dak Savage and he's reviewed like, hundreds or thousands of energy drinks right. stuff from countries where as the worst energy drink he had ever had oh. ever um taste wise of yeah. course that's all he's that's all he cares about his taste so i reached out to this guy i was like dude i, I can I, will you take my call i want to talk to you i'm not going to try and coerce you into like giving us a better review or something like that i just want to let you know we are actually in the process of of changing things and he was super cool we get on a video call and he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help too. If you want. Um, he's like, but I'm going to tell you right now, like you can't buy my review. Like, and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Nor do we want to, but, uh, I would like to get your input because I'm going through the iteration process and I'd like to know your feedback. So we got to the final version of all of our flavors and we did a review with him and a video review and he went through and did his whole thing. It's crazy. And um, awesome experience. And let's just say they won't be the worst tasting energy drinks he's ever tasted anymore. Uh, he was very, very surprised, actually like shocked at what we were able to do um, by still maintaining that natural profile yeah. and natural flavors and natural sweeteners. And um, yeah, that's six months grinding, getting getting that ready. And now, you know, we can go back to those retailers and be like, listen, we had the most efficacious product on the market. It works. People like it. Great energy. Um, no crash. And, you know, but 
now it actually tastes ridiculous. Yeah. And um, that's what we had to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we just had to do it. Now, I'm, I mean, is this the most common hit? Like we've introduced, I mean, you know, it's, we're not a giant podcast or anything like that, but you know, we push mm-hmm. it so much. Like we've, you know, listeners try it, guests are trying it for the first time. Uh, I was pretty proud of the fact that I had Sarah Wilkinson on the podcast who was, uh, she runs the step up foundation and uh, you know, her, her husband was a seal that died by suicide and she was actually on Jocko's podcast. So I had Sarah on and I'm thinking, surely she's had Jocko go before, and she had not. I don't know what went down in the studio that day. I think she said maybe something, some got offered to her, um, and uh, maybe she passed because she wasn't thirsty. But I got to provide her with her first Jocko go, which is a point of pride mm. uh, for me. But it, when we when we hear a knock, at least on my side, when I've introduced somebody, it's always ah, it's good. There's just that. Um, there's that aftertaste, which I'm, I'm sure is probably just the monk fruit, which always like, I don't think there's an aftertaste. I've never thought there's nothing that lingers to me. It's just, oh, well, that's not normal sugar. That's something else. And I don't even notice anymore. It's no factor. But is that maybe the most common refrain is that? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, there's an aftertaste or like, there's a, there's kind of a weird note to it. Like we've, we've gotten that particularly on some flavors. Yeah. Um, and they're a hundred percent right. And the thing is, is your palate adjusts. So after you've been drinking it a while, like your, your palate actually adjusts. And, um, I kind of got sidetracked there when I was talking about Dakota. So I was talking to him yesterday and the new flavors are starting to come in from production runs. The first production runs with the new flavors, they're hitting the warehouse and they're getting shipped out to customers right now. Nice. And the DAC hit and it's waiting on, um, uh, additional testing. It has to go through a testing process. So if it hits our warehouse before testing is approved, we have to hold, right. you know what I mean? It's quarantined. Um, and so I'm talking to him and I'm like, Hey, you know, we're going to overnight use some cases. I said, I just want to let you know, I haven't drank Dak in a while. Cause you know, orange and mango, just, I'm sorry. They just, they kept getting better and better yes. and better. And I said, I, I tried one of the new Daks. I said, I think it's in the top three again. I said, it might even be my number one, the new Dak. I said, but, but brother, I went to the refrigerator and grabbed an old Dak and and I almost puked. I was like, it's, it's that bad. And he, like, you know what he said to me? He goes, you know what? I think it's gotten worse over the last couple of years. And I said, no, we just didn't realize how not good it was. Yes. Like we just didn't realize how not good it was. And, and we both laughed. We had a, we had a good laugh and, and it's true. It's like, you know, we had, we were confined in this box and, you know, we had the tools that we could use at the time. And also anything you don't, it's like the first geese Pete made. Like, this is the first time we ever made energy drinks. Yeah. Like, the first time we ever made a beverage canned, you know, outside, there was, there was, there was, um, the white tea, but that was like unflavored, unsweetened. Yeah. It was just like brewed tea. What well, people don't realize, like, if you, you watch, you go back and, and watch the back catalog of Shark Tank and watch their faces when somebody comes in with a beverage. Nobody wants to screw with the beverage industry. Uh, mm. titans moguls don't they're like it's impossible every once in a while and you guys are screwing with the beverage industry and energy drinks is this massive segment right it's you know yeah. there's there's tons of middle-sized players and then there's the big elephants in the room and it's like why would you even bother and it's and and then to do it you know with an american manufacturing focus not only we're we going to do it we're not going to do it the cheapest easiest way possible we're maybe going to do it the hardest way possible uh and just 
Dude, I mean, I go, I, I'm lucky enough to have a Wawa right around the corner from work. Now, I have my auto shipments, but occasionally you get the math wrong or Wawa's got a good deal. I'm like, dude, I'll do buy one, get one for one buck. So I'll, I'll, I'll pop in and I'm like, well, crap, there's, there's one flavor left. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Just clean, just cleared out all the time. Everything else sitting there full. Yep. It, Jocko. I guess it's like Pete. It's like uh, I don't know if I have an exact answer for you, yeah. like on why we thought we could do it. I, if we just, I don't even know. I don't know. It's that we didn't think we couldn't. Right. We just we just were like, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. That's it. I, that I can't formulate a uh, why we thought we could do it. We were just like, this is what we're gonna do, and I guess. Um, what what did we used to call it? Um, it was just a, you know, it, it, it's it's just a delusional confidence, I yeah. guess. It's you know, and and we we ran. I have always, and I've made this actually has bit me once. Um, it's bit me once, and it and it bit us as a team once. And we would always run this filter. Like if we can cut down trees, I say we lightly because I wasn't around in the in the first few years. Right. But if we can cut down trees, um, stand up a factory, find one old rusty loom in the middle of an old mill where there used to be a thousand and there was one left and it didn't have all the parts and tracking down every little individual part and spending 80 hours removing the rust and greasing this thing. Getting it up and running, finding the old timers to weave fabric. We can do anything. Like we were just like, what if we could do that? Like, and that's you know, that's that the confidence of the company has ran through that lens since day one. Yeah. And and you know, Pete spearheaded that. And when and that's why when people come on, like when they see and they understand the history, we can believe we believe we can do anything. And you know, we've we've done that with everything and we've won. Almost always. Yeah. We bit us once. And that's when we set up a manufacturing facility to make bars. <laughs> Are we ever, and, I, I don't want to sidetrack too much off go, but it, it is on my list. Are we ever going to get bars? Cause they looked, yes. they looked delicious. Yes. What we realized we did was we created a bar that we couldn't scale. And that at the time we didn't have the capital human or actual capital to invest in building a facility. And then we pivoted to, okay, well, we'll treat this as our R and D lab and we'll find a manufacturer who can build it. And we got turned away because yeah. they were like, you created something that hadn't been created before. Very typical of us. They're like, you, you created something. Essentially we created candy, yeah, but it didn't, but it was healthy. We created healthy candy and we had to go to like candy manufacturers. And even they were like, Man, you did a candy type process, but you did it with healthy ingredients that we don't normally. It was a nightmare. Yeah, it was just a nightmare. And so what we realized is we got to a point where we were like, this is now distracting us from the, you know, our core competency, which is supplements and the energy drink was taking off. And we had to say, you know, unfortunately, like we have to pause this initiative. Yeah. The good news is, is that um, the same company that helped us develop the uh the protein rtd that'll be coming soon is helping us 
redevelop the bar. Yeah. And, and for the, for the, li- for the listeners, when you say RTD, we're talking milk, which is the protein product, which is freaking delicious in the little plastic bottles, ready to go, grab it off the shelf, give it a shake, chug. Yeah. Yeah, yes, awesome. ready to drink. Sorry, yeah. that's my CPG lingo. Like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so ready to drink milk. You know, it's it's going to be in the little, um, you know, like twelve ounce tetra packs, the little kind of yeah. cartons. Um, Thirty grams of protein. The macros are ridiculous, and it tastes like I don't know Hershey's chocolate milk. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and of course it's ultra clean ingredients. So um, that same company. They're, they're a food development company. They're helping us do the bars. Now, the one thing we did get out of that project, though, and we'll get back to Go. I know we're getting off track. But uh, the one thing we did get out of that project was we developed the milk cookies. So we developed these high-protein cookies that taste like you're eating a, you know, a Toll House cookie. Nice. Except there's, um, you know, protein in it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind the bars being delayed. If I hadn't ever seen Pete pounding the samples and yeah. telling us how delicious they were. So I know. And yeah. and that was one of the things, like I said, we've <laughs> like, we make, uh, every once in a while we'll make a tuition payment. That's what we call it. So, um, that was a tuition payment that we made and, you know, but you can't win them all. So, so new flavor profiles are coming in shipping soon. Anything yeah. going to indicate that it's new or are you just getting hit in the face with it when you crack the can open? Um, yeah, so we have to run through, uh, some, there will be a small, short transition window with the cans. Um, but yes, uh, there's going to be new improved when you see, like, it's going to say new improved on the top of the can. When you see that, you know, you have the new flavor. Some of the flavors like orange, for instance, because, you know, like again, citrus, tropic, DAC, sour apple got a little bit better. Sour apples. And then, I couldn't. I couldn't make a call myself between sour apple and orange. Like they're complete bangers. I'd go back and yes. for, back and forth. I couldn't pick a favorite. Yes. Um, like the 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 promo for sour apple played off Green Jolly Ranchers and and nailed it. Right. Like that's the flavor. I'm down. Mm-hmm. And then and then you drop mango. And as much as I hate to give Echo the win, as much as I hate to feed that beast. Mango's best in class, man. It's so freaking good. <laughs> I know, and we we get that. You know, mo- the top two selling flavors are orange and mango. Orange is number one, mango is number two. Sometimes there'll be a swap there, and then sometimes, you know, like th- the funny thing is, third one week it'll be back, the next week it'll be watermelon, the next week it'll be um, sour apples. Been up in the the you know on the podium as we call it. Uh, so it's it's interesting, but. Every week, battling number one and two is uh, orange and mango, but that's going to change. I'm telling you right now, that's going to change. Yeah, I'm, These, I'm intrigued because orange. I would say like orange and mango to me went from like I don't know, depending on where you rate them. I would say my personal rating, they went from like a nine to a ten. Yeah, like they went from you know really good to really really good. But certain flavors like Dac and, in my opinion, Dac and um, the Jocko Palmer went from like a three to a 10. Like they, they, they leveled up. So, so everything is on an equal playing field now, in my opinion. Now, if you don't like coconut, you're not going to like Tropic Thunder. Yeah. If you don't like lemon lime, you're not going to like Citrus Psycho. So, you know, there's a flavor for everyone and we do have two new flavors coming, but 
all of them got leveled up. Yeah. Uh, how how big's the change in watermelon? I told you I had to bust your chops on a couple things. Been a watermelon yeah. fiend my whole life. I love the candied flavor. I love real. If it's watermelon, I'm game, right? Mm-hmm. And again, love Travis. Watermelon hasn't done it for me. I, I went into watermelon hoping for, and again, I, I think I'm doing enough fanboying that it's okay for me to, to ding on a couple things, but I went into watermelon same way I went into Sour Apple. I wanted a watermelon Jolly Rancher. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I feel like I got somebody's spit cup after they had a watermelon Jolly Rancher. I don't think there's saliva <laughs> in there. It's safe to drink, but I'm just like, I'm aware. I want that punch of watermelon. Am I going to get First it? First off, please don't pull any punches <laughs> with, with the questions. I, I love it. I, I really do, actually. It's refreshing. Um, watermelon, I'm going to tell you right now, and a lot of people don't, if you're not in the industry, you don't know this. Watermelon is one of the hardest flavors to do. It is one of the hardest flavors to do because everybody, number one, everybody has their own vision of like watermelon, right? right. There's people that are like, I don't really want fresh, you know, deep red seedless watermelon. And the other people are like, I want watermelon Jolly Rancher, which really doesn't taste like a fresh watermelon. So <laughs> there's a big gap yeah. between what people think they're going to get. But it's also really hard to make the flavor taste like watermelon. Yeah. And what we did was the watermelon with Travis, we, we liked it, but we didn't, we didn't love it. It had watermelon notes, but it has a rind. Yeah. There's like, like you're eating the friggin' rind. Yeah. And it's, you know, it has its own cult following, but we were always knew we could make it better. Oh, it's more like. So I'm anxious flavor yeah well like we talked about everybody's got their thing right one of our uh you know we we run a patreon because of course and uh you know up until we're sponsored by jocko fuel and then patreon supporters you're out of here um but uh <laughs> the uh you know one of our staunch patreon supporters like watermelons his go-to like oh, that's that's what's on auto ship that's what he grabs from wawa so everybody's everybody's got their thing and that's cool but i'm just like i want that like laffy taffy you know like mm-hmm. that's so I'm I'm stoked. So new flavors, what's what's coming? And importantly, are any of them named for Jason? I feel like Jason Gardner from from Echelon Front. I feel like Jason needs a flavor. <laughs> oh man. Uh so uh it's not Jason's flavor, oh. although I love Jason. He's a savage. Yeah, he's awesome. Um yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh the whole team over there is awesome. Yeah. You know, and it's uh there's actually there's no talks of anybody getting a signature flavor right now. There's, there's, there's just not like right now, like we have a, you know, you have, you have Leif who's, you know, the, the OG with Jocko, um, you know, and then you have JP who, you know, him and Jocko obviously have a deep relationship and JP, you got to remember JP was like, he, how do I put it? JP is like in the game with origin yeah like and has been since day one since the moment he could be and that's that's the difference like we have great relationships with those guys we have great relationships with the other you know sf guys and stuff but jp like went out of his way to come up here he like paid to bring himself up here and and uh did like free trainings yeah he's he was doing like free trainings until we like we're like dude you can't you can't do this yeah. like we got to take care of you but he's just so friggin' in the game and has been um, and, and that's why it made so much sense with him. Like, he's just like, 
and he's the man. He's one of oh, my, yeah. he's one of my, bro, I, my boys. He's one of my bros. Yeah. Like I love the dude. No, I, I haven't met him directly yet, but I've interacted with him, you know, semi-regularly on Echelon Front Zooms that they do every week, which are awesome. Mm-hmm. And he's just such a passionate guy, but in like the healthiest, most directed way I've ever seen in a human being, right? Mm-hmm. Just like all towards things that are uh, like positive and improvement. And he's just like, when he's in, he's, he's in is, is my read. And so I'm, I'm a big fan, man. I, I love interacting with him on the Zooms. He is. Yeah, he's the man. And, um, you know, and then, of course, the rest of the guys, Dakota, we know his history and, and his relationship. And he also came up to Origin and, and built a relationship. And, of course, Travis is in our backyard. And he's an American hero. And, and we support his yeah. foundation. Um, and we're at is you he know, the, all his events and stuff. And is he the, the funniest human being on the planet? He is one of the funniest human I beings mean, on the planet. And like, even still, like, you know, I went, he has, he opened a restaurant with some partners, uh, like an hour away from my house, uh, here my, my main place. And, um, we, uh, me and the wife went there and we sat down with him and like, we couldn't even eat dinner. Like he's just sitting there like, like it was like a comedy show. Yes. Like, I love him. Well, he has no chill. And it's so self-deprecating. Like uh, I was listening to him with Mike Rowe not too long ago and I, they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. And so he's just himself, you know, it's like locker room. Travis is, is what I imagine or team room. Tra- and it's just funny when he catches even people are close where it's like the joke might even be too dark and then people don't know if they can laugh or not. I I love that so much. Like I love discomfort and like the second something's awkward, I'm entertained. So yeah. like um, I'm a fan, man. <laughs> that's him man yeah that's him through and through and and, and even like in person um I, i've seen him make people really awkward <laughs> like so uncomfortable you can yeah. tell they really wanted to get up from like dinner table yeah. and and leave and i was like this is the best i love it it's like this is, this dude is, this is amazing so yeah man we have a great group of guys and you know we have two new flavors coming out neither one of them are signature um one of them, the first one to hit the market is going to be pink lemonade. It's actually called pink mist lemonade. Of course it is. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I thought that was, um, one of our best names so far. Yeah. Uh, we have a few good ones I really like. And, um, the pink lemonade is, that was, be, you know, that came after, like, we didn't have to reinvent that flavor. Yeah. That's the difference. Is like we had a fresh start with this new technology, and we were like, "Okay, free." It was freeing, yeah. to be honest with you. Like to to be able to to execute that project was freeing, and so that one, and then prickly pear, actually. So, yeah, I'm stoked for pear. I don't know what it is about that that just kind of piques my interest, but I just feel like that's going to be a bomb flavor. Yeah, and the prickly pear is unique, you know, because it's like it's pearish, but it's different. So it's, uh, I think people are going to like it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's uh, when, really, really. Good. When do those come to market? Pink lemonade this summer. Um, prickly pear, likely second half, late, late second half of the year. Might get pushed off till early 2023. And yep. it is like, um, so uh, Pete keeps buying giant buildings, some of them full of equipment, some of them not so much. Um, and, uh-huh. and planes, just starting your own origin air force. Um, <laughs> now does it terrify me that, that Pete's constantly flying around in these small planes, not unlike famous rock stars. And we all know how that ends. Yes, it does because <laughs> we need, yeah. uh, America needs all of you boys intact. 
but the the North Carolina facility that you guys bought, uh, that one's dedicated to Jocko Fuel, right? Is that all? Is that just distribution that's happening down there? No, North Carolina is 100% origin. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. North Carolina. So North Carolina. So how it started was um, origin acquired a manufacturing facility in North Carolina, and then not far down the street, recently acquired another one and now are merging the two facilities, moving the smaller one into the bigger one. Um, and that's all uh, a subsidiary of origin. That's gotcha. all a subsidiary of origin. Which and it's this, manufacturing all kinds of stuff. This all just leads to the point that despite the fact that I follow uh, origin, Jonko Fuel, and everything associated and everyone associated on social media. And I can't keep up with the buildings and where they're at. And yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not convinced you guys can, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. so is the, the, the big red and black building with the, the big semi, is that up there by you guys? Is that up in Maine? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. J Maine. Okay. It's okay. Maine with, with the Joctimus semi. Yep. Yes. So what's, how big is that building? 60,000 square feet. What percentage of that is taken up with Jocko go? So before we purged all the old flavors, it was packed. Yeah. Like to the point where we were trying to figure out what the heck we were going to do. Now we're in that same situation. Now we've we've purged it. A lot of the retailers like, you know, Hannaford and Wawa and the others, yeah. you know, like are low on inventory. The new flavors are hitting. Right. They're getting pushed out to those retailers. They're getting pushed out to the direct consumer fulfillment. And we're filling the warehouse back up. At the same time, we have two very large projects coming to fruition at the same time. And that's the protein RTDs, the, mm-hmm. the ready to drink version, uh, which are large and take up space and the cookies that are actually going into production in, in July. Those are like hitting at the same time. Everything's kind of hitting at the same time. We don't have enough space. So um, Jocko fuel does operate exclusively out of that facility. Um, we have, we we have a partner facility for FDM, the 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 food drug mass um, for for some of the retailers down in Indianapolis, but we don't keep a lot of product there. Um, that said, we're gonna run out of space, and likely going to need another facility or outsource some of the the warehousing, um, more somewhere more geographically convenient. To put it that way, we know Maine is not the most convenient. Uh, location yeah um geographically especially when you know we manufacture in the mid-atlantic area on a lot of our products and some of the west coast and then bringing them to maine and then back down it doesn't you know it made sense when the majority of the business was direct to consumer because like we could you know we managed the direct to consumer effort we set up lean lean processes where like we can ship a lot of packages like more affordably than even outsourcing it to like amazon yeah but when you're talking about bringing up truckloads and truckloads and truckloads of drinks and then sending them back, like bring them from New Jersey to Maine back to New Jersey, it's like a lot of waste. Yeah, for sure. Well, the, the question behind the question there, though, like I'm just curious, you know, because I'm a fan of so many of the products, you know, company wide. Like is is Jocko Go? And of course, uh, you know, we, we haven't hit on the textile side and that could be a whole other other podcast, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the on that side, the hunt line coming out. Obviously, it's just going to let me just besides all the big names involved, you guys doing your thing and doing it anyways, like Hunt's just going to be I'm kind of I'm just convinced it's going to be massive. But right now is is Jocko go the biggest skew? Uh, If you look at all flavors, 
Um, now you're saying the biggest skew across the brand, yeah, like the brands. Yeah, I mean collectively, it's really two brands. Yeah, now. right, right, yeah. But I mean, yeah, co- um, collectively, you know, all the flavors. Um, oof, that's a good question. It just seems um, like the one thing that that is that so easily branches outside of any niches, right? You don't have to be in jujitsu. You don't have to be, a, you know, you don't have to be a Jocko fan. It's just all kinds of people on or off the path go and grab an energy drink. If it's not the biggest, it will be. Yeah. Like, let's just put it that way. Yeah. And probably by the end of the year. Um, yeah. And I think if you combine, I'm pretty sure if you combine um, like all the flavors, and you like the parent skew versus child skew. Yeah. If you combine all the flavors, like the one go skew is the biggest. Yeah. It is the biggest now, but it will, it's going to be by far the biggest come uh, the end of the year. I think the thing that will catch up to it the fastest will probably be maybe not because there's going to be a wide variety of stuff, but hunt is going to be, it's going to be huge. Yeah. It's just going to be ridiculous. Like I, I, and this is the first time where we kind of knew it was going to be big. And I think we still don't know how big it's going to be Yeah, because I'm getting like I have people that aren't even familiar really with like Origin or Jocko or Jocko Fuel, and they'll they're now starting to see and hear about it because they're diehard hunters. Yeah, and they're like finding their way to the brand through the hype of that. Yes, and then I'm like I get connected to them, and they're like they don't know anything about the rest of the company. They just know American made hunt stuff is coming, and they're stoked. Yeah. That's something that's never happened before. Well, and you guys couldn't be connected to bigger names in the hunting community. Well, no. I mean, I mean, literally. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah. So it's yeah. awesome. Those and those guys are into it, man. Like Cam Rogan. Yeah. Um, and and Kip. Like a lot of people don't know who Kip is. A lot of people do know who Kip is. Um, if you don't know, he's the co-founder of Under Armour. He's actually on the board of Jocko Fuel as well. Another phenomenal human. Yeah. Um, been a great honestly been a great resource to me um from from like a marketing product marketing perspective yeah like i bounce everything i'm doing now off him when it when it comes to things like when it like i can formulate something or create something all day long but you know picking timing and angles and stuff and the way to position it in the marketplace that's yeah yeah it's uh it's awesome to have these dudes in your circle yeah it's, it's like, so exciting it's, crazy. it's so awesome to watch so in the new in the nutrition, the other thing that's that's really got me intrigued, and uh, <laughs> actually this one, if you don't want to get into this line of questioning, we'll just we'll just dump it. I don't edit the podcast often, and the listeners know that. But so you guys are into greens now, and once again, yeah. you're like, oh, hey, here's something that has some pretty well established major players. Let's just go. Let's just go mess things up, right? And so there, I mean, there's one pretty big name, particularly big in the podcast world. So high potential that anybody listening to the podcast, if I'm not their only one knows what I'm talking about. And so, uh, which, uh, like that's going to be the most direct comparison. That was the immediate comparison I made. Right. Like, especially I saw, you know, I think it was maybe at one of the musters they had echelon mm-hmm. fronts musters. They had people, you know, AB taste testing and everybody's raving, yep. everybody's raving about the flavor, but the, the label comparisons, this is where like the nutrition labels, I, I, I don't know the industry as well as you do, obviously, but when you look into it at all, there's a lot of gamesmanship. There's a lot of trickery in the labels, right? And so that's where I want to know, like, if you look at that, we'll just say the other major player there, mm-hmm. um, you know, since I already, I already dropped on one competitor, we'll, we'll lay off this one. Um, 
but particularly like getting into specifics of like individual vitamin content seems so mm-hmm. much higher there. Is it, is it a difference in, and how you guys are listing nutritional con- content? Like, is it more comparable than it looks is what I'm going for. Is ours? Yes. To I mean, the, I guess it depends on, it depends that, on what you're lo- to looking To that three for. letter green product. Are there, yeah, there yeah, three yeah, letters yeah. now? Yeah. The newly three letter. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'm 100% going to answer that question, but you 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 touched on something, and that was like, why did you guys decide to get into that? And I kind of went off on a tangent. I have a tendency to do that, and um, that's our whole mo on the podcast. So the fact okay. that we've made our way back from the rabbit trails is actually a win today. Okay, yeah. good. Well, <laughs> one of the questions that I kind of answered in the beginning was Jocko wanted to make products that Jocko wanted to make, and then we answered like the the energy, and it's kind of like the evolution of. Um, product development at Jocko Fuel. It's started off with Jocko asks me to make a product that he wants to consume. Cool. That's like phase one. Yeah. Phase two was um, he's like, hey, I see poison. Let's recreate something that's healthy and maybe, you know, I'll consume it. And he's not a big caffeine guy. So that's why it was, there's was only 95 milligrams caffeine, right. like a cup of coffee. Then it got to the point where I would bring something to him. And I was like, hey, dude, like, I know you're very familiar with this product. I know you're very familiar with the people that are associated with this product. I can make a better product. And he's like, well, show me. Yeah. So I was like, have you tried that product? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, let me develop something. Let me send you some samples. And you try it and you tell me if we have something here. And um, when you taste the difference, and I don't know if you've tasted both, but when you taste the difference, in my opinion, it's like, do you want to drink lawn cuttings or do you want to taste something that's delicious? Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. Right. And I would say, like, we have had that response from many, many, many people. Yeah. And to, to, to expand on that as much as I can, like, sales for the greens are Richter right now because people are like, wow, this is the first greens product that I actually don't have to, I don't have to consume. I want to consume. Yeah, That was the goal behind the product at the, at the top of the hierarchy. Like that was like, because when you create a product, you know, and this goes back to an early on conversation with Jocko where I was like, does taste, and I've talked about this and people have clipped it. Um, I was like, does taste even matter? Right. Like your, your mentality, does taste even matter? And he's like, it absolutely matters. Yeah. He's like, it absolutely matters. He's like, we can't just tell people to, you know, deal with it because it's, you know, part of being on the path or whatever. He's like, it is our job to make it as good as friggin' possible so that they stay on the path. Right. He's like, this is a tool. This is supposed to be a solution. You know, you give someone a dull saw, you know, and tell them to, to, to go cut a swath of woods, like just like you get something they want to use. And um, that's what we did with the greens. Yeah. And then, of course, we did everything else that we would normally do. We used a transparent label so you can read every single ingredient. It's not hidden within a proprietary blend. Right. Um, right. You know, in proprietary blends, you are forced by law. And a lot of people know this. A lot of people don't. When it's a proprietary blend, you are forced by law to force rank them based on their quantity. So you will see the highest quantity ingredient first followed by the second until it gets below a certain percentage. And then it, and then it like, it doesn't matter. Right. But when you're talking about bulk bulking agents, 
without throwing anyone under the bus, they have to be listed first. Right. You know, so our second ingredient isn't soy lecithin, um, where that three-letter category uh, or that three-letter name product yeah. in the category, rather, their second ingredient is soy lecithin. Like, I mean, sure, maybe you can find some obscure uh, information that says like, yeah, I mean, there's health benefits to soy lecithin, sure. Um, I think most people understand that they're not trying to consume soy and soy lecithin for that matter yeah. in large quantities for their overall health. I would, I would personally, and I know a lot of smart people that would rather consume, you know, the fruits and vegetables that you would normally want to consume. Yeah. Um, if you had the time in the day or access to those particular things, like not everybody has access to fresh blueberries, not everybody has access to fresh, um, you know, different, uh, vegetables. So it's, and who has the time to try and gather all those in our diet on a daily basis? Right. So that's the, that was the point, you know, and of course we sweetened it all naturally and flavored it all naturally. Um, and then added a sick probiotic blend. Um, but if you're talking about like line item for line item, for sure, like you can add individual vitamins into a blend to increase the total vitamin content. Right. We, we don't have to do that because we're not like, so for instance, if you are, so it, it, on a, on a product, you have to list like the vitamin content, you know, you have to, if it's a food product, you have to list like the amount of calories, um, sugars, carbohydrates, things like that. There's certain things you have to list. And then you can hide the, the active ingredients in a proprietary blend. Well, we don't do that. We, we spell it out. So people know this is what they're getting. Right. And the amount of vitamins that they're getting is what they're getting from those real fruits and vegetables. And majority of which, by the way, are farm to table from North America. Um, yeah, that's going to be one of my questions. That's awesome. It's very, very pure and they're all organic. Um, and then we can go into a whole debate about organic and I'm not one of those people that's like organic is the Holy grail, but I can tell you if you have the option to do organic, which we did, we chose to go organic. Yeah. Um, that other product doesn't have all organic fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So in that proprietary blend, if you need the, let me, let me say this, like if the majority of your volume is something that doesn't have um, those vitamins and nutrients that you maybe would expect, it's very cheap to take isolated vitamins and nutrients to, to add those back in. Right. To, to increase those levels. But when, oh, I that's mean, because when, when, the volume is taken up by something yeah. that's very very cheap well and when when you do when you're achieving those levels in that way i mean what kind of vial mm -hmm. available i mean how much of that's ended up in the toilet and how much of that's ended up in your body like what's the when you do it that way what's the bioavailability look like um let me tell you right now like there's a there's a there's a long history of people and i i won't um i won't sugarcoat it at all there's a long history of people that say like and and even recent like I follow like the social trends. So like Instagram, TikTok, and the influencers that are talking about health and wellness and nutrition, nutraceutical stuff. I follow a lot of them. Yeah. And a lot of them show up on my page because I want to see what people are talking about. And of course, there's a lot of doctors out there that say like, oh, you just pee it out or you don't absorb it and stuff like that. The majority of the vitamins that you actually consume, regardless of whether they're synthetic or, or naturally found, you actually absorb. Yeah. Like you, you do. You actually absorb. So 
um, if their particular product is saying that you're going to get more vitamin B6, um, you're likely going to get more vitamin B6. You know, if, if, if what your target, and, and that's my point is like, if your target is to get more, you know, vitamin A, let's say, or vitamin B6, a hundred percent that they're your better option. But yeah. if you're looking for a whole food product that fits, you know, organic, naturally flavored, naturally sweetened, soy free, has a really good probiotic blend. If you're looking for a comprehensive product, that's the difference. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. the, that's the one thing for me. Um, I would rather that's I built the product the way we, we yeah. wanted the product. And um, if you're lacking in some vitamins, let me just say, like, we have a solution for that coming. OK, yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Like, you know, the the one we're talking about, they market themselves as a, as a multivitamin solution. And, you know, I, I feel like any anytime you're trying to be a jack of all trades, it's a it's a it's a tall order. Right. It's a tough thing. Uh, right. Even I had a, an, an Air Force uh, major uh, on on here recently and we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but right afterwards, um, you know, there was the the crash of the the one Marine like I can't I'm going to botch it right now. But it's that one plane that's mm-hmm. half half helicopter, half plane, all garbage. It's killed way too many Marines. It shouldn't fly. Right. But it's just trying to be too many things. Right. Bradley yes. Bradley fighting vehicles. Same way. I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. a horse built by committee. Um. But uh, so multis are, are are notoriously difficult to pull off in any way that's efficacious, right? You can certainly you can run to Walmart and Target and wherever and grab some gummy and it'll make you you know feel like you're eating the Flintstones you had when you were a kid. But are you gaining any real benefit? So to do it well is such a challenge, and that's so you know the the three letter product they market themselves not so much as a greens but as as a greens that is that multi solution. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And that's not our angle. Yeah. That, that hasn't been our angle. And it's our, our product is it's a greens product that's going to give you 20 superfoods, all organic, and it's going to taste ridiculous and you're going to enjoy it. And, um, you know, that's that's our product. And if you're looking for something yeah. that has a little bit more vitamin content, um, like I said, we have something we have something coming down the pipe for that. I mean, uh, the- that's pretty ridiculous i mean the teasers are, are killing me man but i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah and i i will say and 100 do your own research this is not the fanboy in me talking the price point on your greens is insane i, I don't know how you guys aren't taking a loss on them when you look at the rest of the quote-unquote greens market and we can throw mm-hmm. in we can throw in maybe the reds market too right because everybody's trying to sell some beats to somebody these days uh, but the price point is crazy, and the price point is crazy even before you use the Solid Seven promo code to get a discount. So, I mean, it's it's the way to go. Exactly. So <laughs> no, uh, sir, and they should use that code a hundred percent. Yeah, you, you better. Use yeah, that there's code. there's plenty of of promo codes to come by for Jacko Fuel and Origin, but I like to think that ours is the best of the promo codes. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, that's the word on the street. Yeah. So, so, um. What I would say is, you, you mentioned like the um, like the jack of all trades thing. Um, that's yeah, that's that's not that's not what it is. It's not a jack of all trades. Yeah. Like we typically, our products are very need state based. Like, what is the need state? Jack. The, the the other reason I can't believe I forgot this. The other reason why. Um, I convinced Jocko to do this because I was like, dude, he'll, he'll eat a Caesar salad. Like he likes a Caesar salad. He likes a good Caesar salad. 
but he eats ribeyes. Yeah. That's what he eats. I was like, dude, we need to get you some more vegetables. The fact that he He's consumes like, any salad might be breaking news. He might be blowing up his spot right now. But he, <laughs> I mean, I think he eats it out of guilt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's, he likes to see It's like uh, you but, know, the one time Ron Swanson has to eat, eat a banana, he ends up putting it on a bacon cheeseburger so he can stomach it. It's one of those deals. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I've had dinner with him uh, a number of times now, and it's um, you, you feel like you lose a man card every time that he crushes his like 30 ounce ribeye. And you're like halfway done and I'm just, and I, I'm, if people, people who know me or follow me, like I'm a meat guy, yeah. like I smoke meat. I, I, I'm big into smoking meat. I'm big into grilling. Um, I'm a carnivore for sure. Yeah. And I can, I can hang, I can't hang with that dude. Like he can, um, he can put down, I've watched him put down a, one of the biggest ribeyes I've ever seen a, a, a ton of, uh, uh, stuff to go with it. Yeah. And then we were we left the restaurant, and like an hour later, he like he was like, "I need to I need to get something to eat," and like stopped and and got like an extra steak sub or something like that. Yeah, dude consumes a lot of protein. He consumes a lot of protein, and um, I was like, "Man, we like him and I both don't do the best job consuming enough fruits and vegetables." Yeah, and. You know, that's, it's a real thing. I mean, they're real fruits and vegetables. That's the thing. You can see what you're getting. And, um, yeah, well, I mean, that's why we, that's why we did greens. Jocko's diet leads me into though, cause I, I did want to, the one other product I really wanted to hit on, uh, while, mm -hmm. while we have you here and really appreciate all your yeah. time, man, is, uh, is the hydration project product because like, obviously like you and, and Jocko both and so many people involved in, in origin and Jocko fuel, uh, you know, are hardcore jujitsu players, right? And uh, I've been uh, a Rob Wolf fan and follower for a long time. And, you know, Rob always refers to it as old man jujitsu. And I think he's probably better than, than he lets on. But I, re I remember him talking about for a long time, like Rob's been big in what was the paleo space and paleo was so poorly named and it really ended up being bad marketing, but you really kind of get into, mm. you know, really want to call it low carb ancestral, uh, you know, whatever. But he was like, always really kind of down on going to low carb because it affected his rolling because it's so glycolytic. And, you know, part of what he's landed on, um, you know, in, in concert with some partners here over the last few years is the difference that electrolytes can make in that situation, in that scenario, when you're doing these more glycolytic activ activities, um, mm -hmm. you know, but you're, you know, you're eating lower carb or, you know, whatever. So like, what's, what's the tack going to be on the hydration product? Is it going to be, you know, packets, powders, what, what are we looking at and, uh, what, what should we expect there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want to give it all away because it's still early on and technically someone could step out in front of us, but it'll have a better, um, like there's a bunch of competitors in the space, um, liquid IV, you know, to name, yeah. to name one, like the, the big one, yeah. I guess I would say. Yeah, well, again, yeah. Let's go ahead and go after another industry with well-established major players for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you guys, um, why not? I, just, I wouldn't be shocked if you guys are like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to start making cars next. I think, I think we can really disrupt cars <laughs> and trucks. I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. Yeah, yeah. For a second, I paused because I was going to laugh. I'm, I was thinking to myself, like, he's going to say something that's on our product roadmap. <laughs> and, uh, but no, cars and trucks is not on our product roadmap. That's for sure. Um, it has a better electrolyte profile um, than is, you know, there's some out there that like more boutique brands that you can find like on Amazon that are, that are going to have like, they have pretty sick electrolyte profiles. Some actually I would some that have like 
probably excess sodium. Yeah. Like, eh, that might be a little bit too much sodium. Like, yeah. Why do you like most people get enough sodium in their diets? Um, especially in a Western diet. Yeah. But I, I get it. If you're doing ultra marathons and like you need that, but the average person isn't doing that. Yeah. That's the difference. They're just looking for a little bit of extra edge. Um, or, you know, like the, the weekly gym goer, the jujitsu practitioner, you know, the avid, like, you know, someone who's like outdoor running or cycling or the Peloton enthusiast, they're looking for something extra. Yeah. This is, this is going to be for them. Um, there is some angles to it that really haven't been done before. Yeah. Um, a couple ingredients that are going to help that, um, how do I say it? They're, they're more ergogenic if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, they, in the sense that you're, I look at it like this, like, how do you make a, a, an electrolyte product like more effective? Well, you know, okay, well you give some electrolytes and, um, you know, you could say that, like, for instance, you could say the liquid IV is good because it gives you like, they, they put like 16 grams of sugar in there. Um, sugar can be good. You mentioned, uh, you know, like the, the idea, like, of course, you know, eventually it's going to transition into energy. If yeah. you need the energy, if you don't, it's probably going to get stored. Yeah. Um, but um, there, again, I'm not trying to give too much. There's some better carbohydrates out there that are more quickly transitioned into energy and help with recovery and actually have better health benefits than just straight up like sucre. I don't, I think they use, um, you know, sucrose or glucose. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it's I haven't looked glucose. like it's. Uh, you know, I've I've looked at them as as a product, and it's still. And I they they've got their fans. And I think the first time I ever heard of it or saw it was, um, oh gosh, I can't remember his uh, his name. A, a former Marine, a recon Marine, uh, Travis Haley. I actually saw Travis like do a blood draw on somebody that they had intentionally dehydrated. Like one of the guys from his training crew do, you know, do the liquid IV and do a blood draw afterwards. And I was a little incredulous about some of how that went down, but all that to say that product based on how they're doing it is still too carby for me. Like I'll, I'll do carbs. I'll do, but that's not where I want to get them from. Right. Like if, if I'm going to get carbs in my diet, I don't want it in, in the, what I'm drinking to, to rehydrate and maybe get some energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm not anti-carb either. Um, having done paleo, primal, keto, um, I'm very familiar with like all the different types. Yeah. You know, I've tried and experimented a lot of things as, um, and I'm like, um, hypoglycemic. So like I can get low blood sugar very easy. So like going into getting into ketosis is quite brutal for me. Yeah. Um, I don't transition well into like burning, you know, ketones from like, having blood sugar that's like, so low that yeah, I just basically want to faint and right. pass out. So that's it's not good. So low carb isn't great for me anyway. Yeah. But one of the key things that um I get asked a lot, like, how did you lose a lot of weight? Well, number one, I worked out. Like, you know, like one of the things you get asked often when you're in this space is what's the best way to lose weight? And I'm going to tell you right now, in until it's like any craft, there's usually a pretty straightforward to do something and then become an expert there's a way to refine it i guess that's the way i could say yeah if someone's just trying to lose weight it's pretty straightforward you got to burn more calories than you're putting in your body is a furnace 
and and that's it. And yeah. you need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, whether you main whether you're 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 maintaining your normal uh, caloric intake, and then you're going to burn a couple extra hundred calories a day, or um, you know you're you're going to restrict, and, and you're not going to work out. Whatever that is, you know, there's nuances to it. But at the end of the day, you need to burn more. Yeah. Now that said, there's in those nuances, there's ways that you should and shouldn't consume your carbohydrates, in my opinion. And one of them you just hit on is, is drinking them. Like I, one of the things I did that helped me lose weight fast. And I always would do for competing. Like I competed in jujitsu. I competed in MMA. I cut a lot of weight. One of the things I did was when I needed to lose weight quickly, I did not consume sugars and carbohydrates in beverages of any kind. One of the reasons is because it, number one, like you're usually not getting any other nutritional value in that at the time. If it's a food, like for instance, like sodas and juices and things like that. So there's, it kind of doesn't make sense. And then from, um, you know, a physiological standpoint, like if you're not getting it with fiber and nutrients, like it's not, it's going to just spike. Yeah. It's going to, it's not going to slowly digest. So that's not good. Um, it's not good for your mood and your energy levels either at the end of the day. So, um, anyways, a little bit of a tangent, but I a hundred percent agree. I do not consume, uh, carbohydrates through beverage. Um, you know, aside from maybe the occasional falling off the path or something, yeah. but that's not, that's not often. Well, that's, I like food. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of, of products like Molk, where it's like, you can scoop some Molk, uh, with whatever liquid you want to put with it and some and some ice and you end up with a freaking milkshake now you can decide how creamy you want it between milk which is super glycemic in its own right or uh, you want to yeah. use some almond juice or just some water but you're going to end up with a treat but you're it's what, what two grams of of carbs a serving i mean it's it's, yeah. it's nothing uh, and that's that's the magic of it you know yeah and i mean even when you consume it with something like milk let's say you have eight grams of sugar and a cup of milk i think um you're also consuming it with you know, 20 to 30 grams, depending on your scoop, 20 to 30 grams of protein. It's not going to digest at the same rate as sugar water. Yeah. Like it's not going to spike your, your, your blood sugar and therefore your insulin at the same rate as, as, um, there's a guy actually I follow on, on uh, TikTok. I forget his name. It's like blood sugar King or something. I might be completely off. That's, that's basically what I call him. And he wears a continuous glucose monitor. And he eats different foods yeah. and then he monitors it and then he posts the results. And it's kind of funny. You get to see him compare and you can see it. Like you can see the differences. Yeah. Like when he's consuming something that has fiber and fats and proteins and other nutrients, like he's, it doesn't spike your blood sugar right. like it would. Do you so, see it's not, is it Dom Diagostino? Is that who it is? Uh, or have you heard about, have you heard of Dom? That name, I that's it sounds familiar. So it might be him. Dom's a researcher out of University of Tampa, and he's like mm. the leading. Mi- he's like the leading mind uh, in keto. They've done uh, work for naval special warfare because, like, being in in ketosis has impacts on when they're using their rebreathers and stuff like that. But Dom's this awesome, just genius brain on like ketosis and ketones as science to begin with. But he does yeah. that all the time. Like he wears a CGM. Peter Atia does it too. And Dom yes. will post like because people will send him like, "Hey, try our new keto product." Most is which is most of which is candy garbage, anyways. 
but he'll yeah. like he'll post his CGM results and be and, you know show the spikes and show the difference and show the difference between like well I I eat, ate this right after I worked out and it yeah it's it's cool stuff. I don't know that it's enough for me to walk around with a CGM poked in my arm all day long myself, but I appreciate that they do it. Yeah, as as obsessed as I am with this with this stuff and the science, I would definitely consider it. I think the only thing that I haven't gotten a clear answer on is um, can I roll with one of those? Um, because it's a difference between like going to the gym and working out. Yeah. But can you roll with one? Because they they have like a little. I know it's like micro, but they have a little micro needle in uh-huh. your arm. Like when you are rolling jujitsu, like you can get degloved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It's not, it's not yoga. Nothing against wonder, yoga. I'm but. trying to think, dude, I bet if you reached out to Rob Wolf, cause I know he rolls and I know he's yeah. done a lot of research around, uh, insulin and, and, uh, you know, glycemic index and that stuff. I bet he's done it. Hmm. It'd be interesting to hear yeah, his take. I, I'm going to have to reach out. I haven't taken it very seriously, but I, I, I want to, yeah. cause I want to test it myself, especially as someone who has blood sugar issues. Like I have blood sugar issues, I would say, um, that are highly affected by the different types of foods that I eat. So, and they always have been. So yeah. dialing that in over the years has been, has been tricky. Um, so I'm, I'm, I would be intrigued. I would yeah. love to do that. He did at Rob's, I think it's his most recent book was like eat to live. And, and he laid out, like he, he's big on pushing, you know, the, like everybody is different, like that milk that's going to hit somebody one way might not hit somebody else the other way. Like diet is very, you know, there, there's macro and micro. There's some things where a change is going to be positive for anybody who's not already doing it. Any move away from the standard American diet is going to be positive. That's why like veganism can look so good at first because it's still better than the garbage you were eating. Um, but he does a great job in live to eat of, of laying out, like using even, you know, a fingerprint glucose monitor to test yourself with measured amounts of certain things and see how you react. You might be somebody where the bowl of popcorn isn't going to hit you hard or white rice isn't going to hit you hard or maybe sweet potato hits you particularly hard and just kind of using even that, you know, a cheapo glucose monitor from, from Walmart, their brand or whatever. You can do that oh, yeah. even without the monitor. I bet he's, I bet he's played with it. I'd be, I'd be interested to know if he's rolled with one on and how that worked for him. Yeah. I'd like to know. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure that so. out. Well, dude, um, thank you yeah. so much for your time. This has been awesome. Uh, I'm stoked for things I don't even know what they are now. So thanks <laughs> for that because I do real well with uh, patience and anticipation. That's my MO. <laughs> but uh, seriously, man, for whatever it's worth, massive fans here. Stoked about the the new flavors and everything that that means. Can't wait to get my hands on a cookie. 100% going to get off of here and, and order my greens. And when I do that, I'm going to go to solid7podcast.com. That's solid7podcast.com. And I'm going to click on the Jonko Fuel link. And then I'm going to enter the promo code SOLID7, S-O-L-I-D-7, to get my 10% off of the greens. Because that's what one does to support American manufacturing and Jonko Fuel and Origin and the Solid 7 Podcast and your own health all in one fell swoop. I mean, it's I don't even know how many wins that is. That's winning. I mean, that's winning all around. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. But seriously, appreciate your time. Everything you guys are doing, anything we can ever do to help support, get the word out. Um, 100% please get the, the longevity project, uh, product into Jocko, into P into yourself, into Tedeco as soon as possible. Let's keep you guys around and kicking as long as we possibly can. Um, I'm still worried. I'm, I'm not, this might be a little bit creepy, when, but when Pete bought the jet, I did look up the jet. I am glad that there is a parachute built into that thing. I was thing. just going to say, there's both planes that he has, which by the way, he's selling one, but he, he, cause he upgraded. Right. And, you know, he started with the prop 
and you got the 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 mini jet there and they both are like the safest planes yeah they're the only planes that have a parachute no i, I that was the, the way he convinced amanda because amanda's the amanda's the real boss right and uh that's how he convinced the boss to to, to be down with it so yeah that's yeah, that's, are, that's the way to go cool particularly places. with you like hey maybe don't hire the teenage pilot baby baby flyer seems awesome so that's i'm, I'm joking a little bit but i want like yeah, the, yeah, i want yeah. like the old grizzled like i want dave burke flying the plane that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> so. oh man i'm sure if we could afford dave he'd be, he'd be in the jet <laughs> but uh yeah no, baby flyer is great and um young but yeah he's he's very disciplined so uh i i would say um Pete's in safe hands, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I really appreciate the, I appreciate the questioning too. Like you're, I appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys being on the path and, you know, following what we're doing. Um, we, we love it, man. So I, I, uh, appreciate all the support. Awesome. We're, we're excited to be on the ride and do want to give you guys credit real quick before I go, you know, the, the closing support mine's much quicker than, than Jocko's who went five hours with Tim Kennedy, dear God. Uh, but, uh, dude, like the video you guys put out this week of, and that's again, like, I'd, I'd love to circle back around and just talk about you guys as a company and the culture and stuff. But like, you know, you talk about following your passion. I love, uh, you know, Mike Rowe talks about don't find, don't follow your passion, take your passion with you. But man, the employees seem to be about what they're doing. They, they seem to enjoy working there and seeing you guys go. And with everything that's going on in the world right now, to see Pete go back out on the floor, tell everybody about another race, which seems like there was one not that long ago, dollar an hour for everybody, what you guys are, are doing, um, you know, to help them with fuel costs, particularly up there in Maine, where it's like in Florida, fuel cost just means the gas pump. And it means something totally different up where you guys are out. So supporting employees in that way, you, it's, you guys are just such an easy company to support. It would be enough if the, if the products were awesome, if the quality was awesome. Uh, but just the, the mission of American manufacturing, the way you take care of your communities, the way you take care of your employees, it's, it's just, you know, even just to, to play a tiny little piece as an ambassador, super cool, proud to see stuff like that and, uh, excited to see where it all goes and, and what giant building you guys buy next. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate that. And the, the best way people can support is just, you know, tell your friends, tell your family what we're doing up here, what, you know, the, the, the crazy guys and, you know the woods of Maine are, are, are doing up here. And, um, yeah, that's, that's all I can ask. Good deal. Well, man, we appreciate you guys. Listeners. We appreciate you listening as always and sticking around. Visit the website, solid7podcast.com. Links to the latest episodes, which you've already found because you're listening. Links to uh, our affiliates like uh, like Jocko Go and Jocko Fuel and, uh, you know, and uh, Origin. You can support them right there. Events that are going on, different causes we think are worth supporting. All that stuff's right there. All our social media. Uh, and you're, if you're feeling, you know, just extra loving, you can, you can hit up the Patreon and become a Patreon supporter. And you can even get yourself a Solid 7 mug from which you can drink your Jocko Go. Uh, or, uh, you know, your new RTD milk, now that you all know what RTD means. So uh, hit up the website, show us some love. Of course, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, tell your friends, give us a review. All that stuff helps. And uh, Brian, thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. Listeners, we love you, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Mm-hmm.